0: Nuno Espiritu Santo sacked as Tottenham manager and who comes in none other than Uh serial winner Antonio Conte yes ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another edition of the United Spurs of America podcast joined by your hosts Michael Ramirez as always with my loyal friend Jacob Walraven Jacob how are we feeling my friend Antonio Conte is officially the head coach of Tottenham Hotspur.
1: It's official and it's officially official. The club said it's official, man. It just feels too good to be true. To be honest, I'm in a little bit of a state of wonderment. I mean, this is our original target when we were in the coaching hunt and he had turned us down for X amount of reasons, right? We had now are like, okay, we should have abided by the rules by the imposed by the dude. So now we're abiding by the rules. We've got the dude. I mean, what else are we looking for, baby? I'm so excited. I'm Spurs Twitter is so excited. It's fun to look at all the comments now. We've been sending stuff back and forth, man. I'm feeling great. How are you feeling?
0: Oh, man. So I've been kind of thinking about the hire over the past, what, like 48 hours since it initially came out that, um you know nuno was possibly getting sacked we were possibly looking at antonio conte you know there were reports at at whoever the fuck you know our loyal our loyal sources out there hey, hey, hey. and you know i know you weren't convinced that those rumors were going to be true i really didn't entertain those rumors either i was just like uh who are we going to get maybe we go back for for the fons fonseca maybe we go for Graham Potter again or something like that, you know, like not, not something of this magnitude of Antonio Conte. I do
1: got to put something out there.
0: Um, I have to publicly state
1: (laughs) I have been roasted. Motherfuckers at me on Twitter because of some things that I tweeted. I was tweeting to everybody because I was so salty. I'm hearing all these rumors and then people bringing up Antonio Conte, and I just felt like it was too far-fetched. There's no way it's happening. So I'm on Twitter. I got these Twitter fingers, bro. I was like, y'all need to get over it, XYZ. I said all these things to all these people. Got all these feathers ruffled up. And, bro, it was like a surreal moment. It's my birthday. I'm turning 31, and it's like, you oh, know, yeah. sacked. And then it's like Antonio Conte's finalizing terms. And I'm just like so happy, but also like, I'm about to get shot on, on, on Twitter and I know it, and it happened and I'm sorry. I just never felt it was going to happen. I felt like it was too, too good to happen to Tottenham, especially at this juncture at where we're at. And so yeah. I was not feeling it. I was not in a good mood. Plus United put a stank up my ass. And so, bro, I was just not feeling it, but they served me some humble pie and I was hap- I'm happily wrong. You know what I'm saying? This is one yeah. of those things where you say, you know, I'm I'm glad that I was wrong. I'll put it that way. I'm so glad I was wrong. This is the best possible outcome possible for us sacking a manager mid season. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. That was that was the other kind of part of it is I didn't really think that he would come on to a club that was already mid season, especially a club like us who who have been struggling over the past few weeks, past few months, really, um, especially offensively. And he said in the past before he didn't like to come to clubs mid season. I just didn't, didn't really think it was realistic. I was kind of, I was kind of thinking like you, I I just didn't really find it realistic rather than it wasn't who I wanted. I I would have been fine with it. You know, like obviously it did end up happening, but when we were thinking about it, hypothetically, I I was like, you know, I, I wouldn't mind Conte. Yes. Mm -hmm. He did beat us to the title. And in 2016, 17, my favorite Tottenham team of all time. So there, there's always going to be that, that little bit of, uh, of bitterness that I have just for that Chelsea team. And, you know, obviously he was a part of it. He managed that team. and uh, But fair play. They were a really good team that season. So were we. It was just unfortunate the way things panned out. And now that he's here, I'm like, all right, you know what? He won it for Chelsea before. He can win it for us. And, and I do mean that with all honesty, non-biased, he is the type of manager that is going to win you titles. All right, and obviously you can make the joke. You can make the joke that Tottenham have never won a Premier League title. And yes, I know, yada, yada, yada. We have never had a manager of this stature in still in his prime of managing, if you will.
1: I think like that's he, the key he just, there.
0: He just won the Serie A title last season with Inter Milan. And that's why I think it's different between hiring Mourinho, and hiring Conte now is because Conte just won. He just won the Serie A title and he's won the Premier League before not too long ago. Like I said, 2016, 17, about four, four and a half years ago was when he was appointed as Chelsea manager, not that long ago. And before that, he had won back to back to back, yeah, back to back to back titles for Juventus from 2011 to 2014. And that was at the start of Ju- Juventus. Juventus's, excuse me, dominance in Serie.
1: Is that with Baratici?
0: That was with Baratici, and that's that was. We'll, we'll get into it in a little bit, but he was the key factor in bringing Conte in. I don't know if you want to get into that.
1: Well, real quick, there was a few things that you just said that I wanted to touch on, and I think that. Well, earlier I was just kind of grinning at you because of what you were saying. He just managed Chelsea. He won the league with Chelsea. He's a winner. All these things, it just—it was very reminiscent of the Josie Mourinho thing, and I think you touched on it well. That there's a difference, right? Like he just won something huge, and I mean, we're talking about uh, Christian Romero being our dog horse, right? And he just won something huge in the same league that this man just won with his team. And winning the Serie A is no fucking cakewalk either. Let's be oh. honest. There's there's some really good teams in the Serie A. Also Atlanta
0: such- just beat United today in the Champions League as we're recording this
1: good good Uh, fuck them man fuck them but also thank you sir thank you manchester united that loss as much as it hurts maybe the best thing that ever happened it
0: honestly might have you 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 hit it spot on my friend that this could possibly i'm telling you man this could change the entire culture the entire trajectory direction yeah trajectory of Tottenham Hotspur this yeah. is that kind of hire and I'm not over exaggerating Antonio Conte is a top three coach right now in the world talk to you me you could argue Pep you could argue Klopp who else can you argue though talk to me no one and yes the other two are in the Premier League but you have Antonio Conte coming into a squad with Min Son and Harry Kane in their prime Christian Romero who's only going to get better, just nominate Syria player of the year. You have a reliable goal stopper in Hugo Lloris, and you have some of the best up and coming fullbacks in the league, Sergio Regulon and Emerson Royale. And you have a solid rock in the middle of the pitch in Hoybier. That is who you start with. Plus the other thing that I'm excited about is that Conte, remember when Inter Milan were trying to get Endom Bigcock big Cock mm-hmm. this past summer, he and him, the summer before that he as well, him,
1: baby. he wanted him. He wanted him. Don't we all? Oh, I do. Oh, don't we all? But here's what I'm going to say. There
0: are players for Conte to rely on to build to, you know, start with. And the January transfer window is two months away, my friend.
1: So there's something I want to read to you. And it's something that there's a lot to digest here. And it's a, not that long of a statement either. So if you bear with me here a second. This from Antonio Conte, and this is the day that he gets hired, right? He says, I'm extremely happy to return to coaching. I cannot wait to start working to convey to the team and the fans, the passion, mentality, and determination that have always distinguished me as a player and as a coach. All right. The first thing that stands out to me here is I can't wait to start working to convey to the team. It's not start working with the team. It's working to convey to the team all right, his mentality, determination that have always dis- distinguished him. And, and, and to me, there's so many things that you can pull up highlights of this nature that you look at and you say, damn, I mean, this guy, he, he does have all those things he talks about, right? I mean, yeah. we've been talking about who—who going to show up with the BDE. The daddy has shown up with the BDE. And I think this, th- this statement to me, he's going to get to chopping, bro. He's going to get to chopping these. Fucking get him out of my club. I can't wait. Get them out of my club, Antonio Conte. They're going to give him the power. They're going to give him everything he needs. That's what we're assuming, right? With the board and Levy and et cetera.
0: Yeah, that's actually, it's good that you brought that up because that's what I wanted to mention next. So a lot of people were asking what what happened between when we were negotiating with him in the summer to now. And he even was asked that in his first interview as, as Spurs head coach. And he said, basically, you know, I, there was just a lot of question marks in the summer. They didn't know if Harry Kane was going to be sold. Um, we hadn't gotten Romero yet. You know, we had made moves this summer that showed him that was enough proof to him that he was willing to come under this project. And he, he, he said that we showed, enough ambition to keep Kane to not buckle to to not break down and sell to a premier league rival or a big big club like city and to get in a very very solid defender in christian romero that was enough for him to say okay i think i can get behind this project i think i can come in and i can do something here with what with what i've got in front of me and we all know he was interested in the united gig that's what makes it even sweeter is that we we basically stole him from united and I also wanted to talk to you about this and also, you know, obviously talk to the to the listeners right now listening to this pod. We've gotten spurned and burned so many times by Premier League rivals just in our in recent Premier League history. And over the last 20 years or so, Mm -hmm. players going to Chelsea, players going to United, players going to Arsenal instead of coming to us, managers going here instead of coming to us, you know, different things. That has not gone our way, my friend. It just it feels nice for something to go our way for once. You know what I mean?
1: Antonio Cante, man.
0: Antonio Cante, baby. Come on,
1: baby. Talk to me. Talk to me. We're cooking up. I mean, come on. I can't so wait.
0: What does, so, so, what, so what does this say about the club's ambition, Jacob?
1: To me, I mean, this guy came in at first and denied us because he was like, y'all aren't trying to spend money. You'll have no ambition. Your star player might be leaving, right? There's all these reasons why he didn't want to come to us. And to, to I mean, shit, I was in the mud. But we were all in the mud. We were in the mud. And you know what? We hired Nuno, our fifth choice. And we were just rocking with it, baby. It was all vibes. We had a great, great time. And I want to do one thing. I want to shout out Nuno. That was a great time. We all had Manchester City. That photo of him. You
0: know? The karate kid shit
1: let's go. That was good. That was a good week. We had a good time, but I think you and I talking, I don't know if we were on the pod or not or stream or whatever we're talking to, you know, that, that's, that's a long time ago now. So for me, what this says about our ambition, we saw the results of what we were and what we were trying to accomplish. And I think our fans really showed the, the board and everyone Against that Manchester United game, like we are not pleased. We are booing everything and everybody, and I—I I mean, I—I want to jump on the fucking train and say, "This is it, baby. We're we're buying in. We're spending a hundred million in January. Like, if we do, bro, we're winning Conference League. We're yeah. winning Carabao. I mean, do we want to go to the trip?
0: You're just you're just giving the perfect segues and transitions into into, next, into the next conference, my I friend. You're, you're great. That. My next question for the both of us was going to be, so now that we have Antonio Conte, like I said, top three manager in the world. There's Talk really no, at least top five. There's no debate. Talk to me. What are the expectations now for the rest of this season? And initially, that was exactly my thoughts, my friend. The Conference League has to be won now. Arguably, Now that city are out, the Carabao Cup has to be a priority as well. And, dude, top four is now the expectation, but a title challenge can possibly be in the cards. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying because of this is an ambitious move.
1: Let's go. Let's go whip them out. We'll run with
0: Let's go. Dicks out for Harambe.
1: I mean, come on. Like. I'm I'm all about it, and I you bro. When we were top of the league before the first international break, I was uh, the first one on the stream. They even said I was drinking the piss on the live stream. They well, said kind of weird to be fair. Jacob's drinking the piss, saying we're winning the league. No, I saw, this was foresight, baby. I said Conte's not coming,
0: and he came. No, that was more like foreskin, bro. That was not foresight. You're right. I had that was I, one of a hey, you have to admit, that was probably one of the worst takes on the pod yet. <laughs> well, and right right behind it is me saying that we can finish top four and that our attack is better than Liverpool's. And Liverpool currently has the highest goal differential in the league.
1: And we have like the worst in the top ten or some shit like that. Yeah. I mean by far hey, there's nothing wrong with having a take that you feel in your in your in your loins, man. Like there's nothing wrong with it. And at the time, we were top of the league. You weren't going to tell me anyone was on top of us, so come on. Um, But our ambitions for the season, I think top four would be huge. Title contention, I I, I think top four. I think that's ambitious.
0: I will admit. I will admit saying that a title challenge is very ambitious, but I'm just saying there is a potential. It is Antonio Conte. Antonio. Antonio Conte. We're talking about a man who took over Inter Milan a few seasons ago who were in 4th place. He won the title with them. He took over a 10th place Chelsea side Talk in 15-16. Obviously won them the title like we already like we already talked about. Talk and to then me. took over at Juventus earlier in the early 2010s, 2010s, excuse me. And they were 7th in the league when he took over. He won Syria on 2012 and then 13 and 14. Like, this is the type of manager that you're getting. So I'm just saying there is a possibility. You cannot rule it out, even for us. I know we're bad, but still, he can make us not bad.
1: I love the CV. It looks great. And I think the CV time, looks, I think, what what do we sign him, 18 months? I think that's also a really good time. Like, hey, that gives you a year and a half to do something. And if we see something, we can all extend here and we can keep this train rolling. I think that that's a great deal for everyone involved, including Conte. And for me, man, like, how can you not think that we can win everything at our feet, right? I was just saying that I don't think title contention is realistic. I think top four is. I think top four is an aggressive and uh, ambitious goal that we can possibly meet now because we do have one of the best managers in the world so i mean this guy's track record speaks for itself now
0: and you got but still you got to look at all of these cup competitions that we're in and you have to you have to take a look and say this is doable now definitely do it was doable before in the conference league for sure it's the conference league but now it's this is i would say i would say conference league and carabao cup are the priorities and fa And obviously you need to have good form in the league in order to continue those good performances. So everything works hand in hand, obviously. I mean, there's no debate there, but you, you got to take a look at these club, excuse me, cup competitions and say, this is winnable. We, we need to be, we need to be one of the last teams in this competition and we need to win it ideally. Can
1: you imagine the scenes conference league final, Jose Mourinho's AS Roma
0: Versus Antonio Cante's
1: dog.
0: I'll put his fucking head on a platter, bro. Conte will put his head on a platter. I mean they're I not just, even in the same they're not in the same bracket anymore. They're not in the same bracket anymore.
1: The special one is just thrown under the bus now?
0: Bro, it's not thrown under the bus. He's been under the bus, bro. The bus that he drove.
1: I mean, sometimes Sometimes when you wash the dishes, you get washed yourself, you know? That's the best but way to put it. I, I think Antonio um, Conte has the the more fire right now. I think that that's going to be the difference maker here. Now, you can argue that they're both, like, tactically in their own way, very uh, adept at what they do. But for me, man, just watching this guy, just I feel like the energy he's going to bring He's not going to take no bullshit. I think he's going to come in, and I think he's going to say, this guy doesn't work, get him out of the club. This guy doesn't work, get him out of the club. And I can't wait. Dropping the motherfucking heads up. Chop, chop. Just get him off my club, man. Like, I can't wait. I, I, I'm hoping we send out, like, four or five players in January, and then
0: we bring in three, four players. We need to be, yeah, I would say three to five, anywhere between there, and not less than three, bro. I'm still... So, this is the other thing now, and I'll w- let's get into the into transfer talk a little bit later. But I wanted to go over this quote in 2017 that he, uh, that he told Sky Sports when he was at Chelsea. Mm. If someone hasn't got a good attitude during training or the good behavior in different circumstances, then I would prefer to kill him than to play him. Like, this man is coming in, kill him, kill him. and he's not going to mess around. Kill him. If you are not going to be bought into his system, to the project and the vision, you are not going to play and he's going to let you know, he's going to get in your face. He's going to tell you how it is, but you're going to, you have to respect him because what did he just do last season? He won the Serie A title and he knows what it means to win. He knows what culture to bring to the team. There's, we we've heard that there's great cultures at at his former clubs that he tries to build. He tries to build build that family atmosphere. Like this is the type of culture that Tottenham are, were used to before the Mourinho era. That has seemed like such a long time ago at this mm-hmm. point. This is going. I'm telling you, this is a game changer. Not only is he going to change things on the pitch, he's going to change them off the pitch as well. And it's going to be so so exciting to see. I I am now. I, I can't wait for Thursday. I literally can't. And I haven't felt this way about Tottenham in a long time. If Nuno was our manager right now, I would not be looking forward to Thursday whatsoever for that. Yeah, I mean, Europa we just Conference lo- League we game. we just
1: lost to them. So like, why would we be excited? But I mean, now maybe to see some kind of response. Maybe this would be like a test, but, but yeah, you're right. But now it's like, I'm ready. To see I, I am earth. itching. I'm ready for him to destroy this club. I'm ready for him to relegate this club into non-existence. Like he's gonna yeah, dismantle man. them. They're they're gonna sell this club once they're done. They're gonna dismantle the board. The players are going home. Yes, cropping the stadium, bro. It's gonna be a farm field. Like that's how I feel. I I mean I can run through a brick wall for this man right now, and I've, I haven't even met the guy. But I'm so man. And just think about how much happiness that has been spread throughout so many people that have felt like us. They're just like down on the way that we feel about our, our projections, our hopes, our dreams for the season, for our team, for our players. I mean, we all want our players to win, right? Like we want it just as much for them as we do for us. And so it's going to be great having someone who's, who's actually fighting. Like that's something that we talk about every week when we break down games, right? We talk about who fought for the badge, who showed, bde who came here and just you know for 90 minutes put it all out there and said fuck it you know what i'm saying and i feel like antonio yep. conte is the kind of manager to do that as well Nuno just didn't sure. seem to have it he just seemed to be there you know what i mean
0: man i'm so yeah. fucking excited and i i think this is going to change the the entire I'm, I'm sure it already has we've we've already read reports at whoever the fuck on twitter shout out that the the mood has already changed around the club the players are much much happier now. They're more excited because they they see that the ambition that the club is trying to is trying to take. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Harry Kane's happy. All of the big players are happy about this change. Um, and what makes me excited is that Antonio Conte. We you mentioned that he was itching to get back on or back you know back to coaching football mm-hmm. again. He was a pundit at Euro twenty twenty this past summer. So, you know, he was an analyst for I think Sky. I, I can't remember. Oh, Anyways, he was one. an he was he was an analyst for the Euros over the summer. And yeah. he even said this about Harry Kane. It's in the box where he's clinical. And as a coach, I would always keep him in there because he's devastating. And he's complimented Harry Kane in the past before when he was the Chelsea manager um a few years ago as well. Yeah. This is a guy who, like I already mentioned with Endom Thickcock, um Min Hung, Christian Romero. He's got players that he really does admire. And it's, it's what's, it's what kind of happened with Mourinho as well. He, he had obviously tried to bring some players to man United when he was their manager, but Conte, he has been big admirers of a lot of these players for years now. And now he's getting this challenge to build something special at a club who hasn't had success in a long time with players who haven't had success in a long time. And, this is his chance to make his mark on this club and it changed the culture, change the entire, you know, view that people have on Tottenham Hotspur nowadays. This is it. And I think the players are going to be uh, up for the challenge. I think they're going to be ready for it because like you already said um, earlier in the pod, Jacob, if they're not, their ass is getting benched. Mm-hmm. No doubt I about think it.
1: I think that's what's great is the mentality that this man's going to bring onto the pitch every single day. Like, and there's there's so many things right that we can bring up and we can say is like oh this you know th- this could be what we could do or or mm-hmm. maybe he can instill this but like bro like you said thursday we're really going to see something i'm really excited to see what kind of comes out of training what kind of quotes we see you know when when also you look at the things that he says like he wants people with good characters it's not just about what they put on the pitch and i think we yeah. have some of that like young man daddy's like He's a fucking man. You know what I'm saying? Who else has? Who else can you point to and say good character? You know what I'm saying? Other than yep, the thousands out there. But I'm saying Hyungmin Son's like the right kind of guy, and he has pieces here that he can use. He's admired Harry Kane. Who knows, bro? Maybe this means Harry Kane never fucking leaves, and we start winning shit, and he never leaves. I mean, that'd be beautiful, wouldn't it? Everyone's happy. Harry Kane loves the fans. The fans love Harry Kane again. I cannot give you shit about Harry Kane anymore. And if he stays in the box, I think it'll be really interesting to see, right? Cause he said that, I mean, that was during the euros. That's not that far away. Uh, that's, I mean, not that much time has gone by since then. So you got to yeah. assume this man feels the same way about Harry Kane. And I think, man, it's just exciting to see. I wonder what he's going to do. I wonder what we're going to see Harry Kane do. How we're going to, how different our fucking Tottenham team is going to look on the pitch, I'm so excited. I mean, yep, we got guys, Pierre Miohoibier, Lucas Mora, Emerson Royale, Romero. Like, these guys will fight and die for you, and you got a guy who wants you to fight and die because he's going to fight and die for you. And it's, yep. man, it's a great... Uh, one more thing, one last thing that I think is a very poignant uh sticking point for me in the sand as far as, like, if you can be excited or not about where we're at. Bro, just watch how the opposing fans have reacted. They're all so fucking mad. They're so salty. They're, and everyone's replies, oh, you're still finishing mid-table. Oh, you still haven't won anything. Oh, you're still not going to win any trophies. People are scared, bro. People are scared, and I love it. You know what it makes me feel like? When fucking Tommy Tuki took over for Chelsea when they weren't looking so hot. Right around the same time in the season, you know what I mean? Very early on. Yep. He just gotten eliminated from the Carabao, from you know who's. So for me, bro, it's a great time to do it. I'm glad that we did it sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, that was the thing that I really admired um, about Baratici is that he made the move after such a short amount of time that Nuno had with the club. There were some, you know, Twitter fingers out there saying that Nuno should be given more time that, you know, you're not giving the manager enough time. But what did I say on the live stream the other day is that there isn't a clear identity right now, or there wasn't with Tottenham. You couldn't really tell what he was trying to build with Conte. You're going to see that pretty much from day one, apparently at other clubs, you can see what he's trying to do with the players that he has and the system that he's trying to build pretty much from from the first game. That's why I'm excited about Thursday to see what his plans are for this Tottenham 11. And um, if you don't mind, you want to get into it, what formations he might be running.
1: I've heard a lot of this three at the back talk.
0: And I'm yes, going
1: to assume that we're going there. I mean, that's a pretty, I feel like it's a pretty substantial change to come in and do. But if that's what we're talking about, and he's the kind of man, he, he's got that ambition. He's got that courage to go out there and say, Fuck everything. Throw it all to the wind. We're starting over from ground zero. Follow me this way. And I'm about it, bro. So yep. the formation, I think I think we'll probably go three at the back with two wing bags. And I think that'll eliminate. Unfortunately, I think we'll start to see uh less and less of Oliver Skip uh as a cause of this formation change. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I I you gotta assume we got Royale at the right wing back. And then our three center backs and, and on at the left wing back. And our, our three center backs. It, in my opinion, I feel like maybe he'll get that vibe from Joe Roden, bro. Maybe he's going to get that energy from Joe Roden. Like this guy's going to go out there and fucking die. Yep, I think he doesn't. And he just that.
0: watched the Euros. Joe Roden was very, very solid in the Euros for Wales. So I
1: think this could be you a, never know. A, a big thing for guys like that. That, you know, I mean, he was you just said a pundit for the Euros. He saw all these guys. I don't think that Sanchez and Dyer give off that same energy, but I'm thinking Tanganga, Romero, and Roden. That's where you got to go with the three
0: at the back. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who plays, especially at that left center back position, Um, because obviously Ben Davies has played there before. I just really hope Conte doesn't play Ben Davies there. Like, please, I beg to God, he's got to have. Hopefully, he's seen from the first minute. Yeah, hopefully, he's he's learned from like the first minute in training that this guy should not be on the fucking football pitch.
1: I do not want to see Ben Davies. I do not want to see Harry Winks. I mean, Dyer has not been total shit. So, I mean, make of that what you will. But I'm excited to see attack. I'm not, I want to see what we're gonna like. We can talk about the back line and what he might or may not may or may not do. But man, I just want to see what he's gonna do with young man daddy and, and Harry Kane. I know. Like, I think I he like might play we might him might up see top something, together. Bro, we might see something that just too disgusting, too disgusting to speak about. Yep. So I'm I mean, I'm so excited. What about you? What are you thinking?
0: Dude, I'm thinking three at the back as well with uh Reggie and, and Emerson Royale as the wingbacks and with the back three I think he's going to go so I know I am 99% sure that he's going to play Romero as that center center back because that's where Romero played um, with his last season at Atalanta where he was just absolutely phenomenal we already know Serie A best defender of the year I think he's going to play him center there you got to bring in Tanganga for that right center back role and then I think on the left I had listened to this earlier today. I forgot from whoever the fuck's YouTube channel, but I was listening and they brought up a good point is that Eric Dyer has impressed every single manager that has come in since poach got sacked Mourinho Mason and now Nuno. They all kept consistent with playing Dyer he, I guess he's, he does. I don't know if he Brown noses the fucking coach. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know if he's eating some ass sucking some dick. You know what I mean? Bro. He's a big I don't know.
1: lad. I bet you he fucking, they're like, oh, okay, this guy's big. Maybe he can do something. And then everyone's like, oh shit. No, he can't.
0: Hey, what but I'm, I'm just saying, of. I'm just saying he's got to do something to impress these coaches. So I think that he's probably the best shout at left center back position.
1: Unfortunately, I think you're right.
0: As far as the midfield though, I'm excited. You got a midfield triangle of what I think he'll put out there is Hoybier in the center with Thickcock and Loselso. Hopefully, he can get the best out of both of them on the pitch at the same time,
1: bro. Don't talk to me about Loselso. I'm done.
0: I'm sorry. I don't care, bro. I think he's. I think he might start for for Conte. We'll see what Conte can get out of him. Remember, this is a fresh start for everyone. It's a fresh start for everyone.
1: Got a fresh start.
0: Technically, he does, but we all know that we don't want to see him on the pitch.
1: Ben Davies. Loselso was
0: criminally bad hey los Sosa was criminally bad against united but we have seen what he can do for argentina we haven't seen or yeah. we have seen what ben davies can do for other for like whales and everything as well he's ass, bro he's ass wherever he goes bro,
1: there's something there's some twitter out there right now i'm like i'm dying because i just think the the twitter's name is stop that geo <laughs> and they oh just my post, god. they just post clips <laughs> of shit he does it was just like stop that
0: Anytime he shoots with his right foot, you already know it's Outside wherever the goal is. Just look <laughs> wherever it's not.
1: We were playing pro clubs last night. There was a dude who had a shot like that. I yeah, mean, bro. It's, I'm just saying. I, we can talk about Gio on the next part. I'm interested to see what and if he can get anything out of Gio because where I'm at personally, I'm done. I'm yeah, done patience is Gio, wearing bro. very thin. I'm very so, thin. I'm on the. I'm on the done with him. I'm done with him. Give me Lucas Mora. Give me Lucas Moore instead of him and or Brian Heal and put Lucas on the wing. I don't give a shit. Don't give me no damn
0: Gio. Don't even sub Gio on. Yeah, bro. I think he, I think he's going to start Gio. <laughs> we'll see. I think he's going to play a 3-5-2 with a midfield three. Um, two wing backs, and then I think he's gonna play two up top. I think he's gonna play Son and Kane up top, which is gonna be exciting. So exciting! And with with the wing backs gonna be able Gio to get forward good. more. We've seen what Emerson Royale can do getting forward. We've obviously seen what Reggie can do getting forward. Those dangerous crosses that they can put into the box, and we've seen them cut inside as well. Dude, I think this is great news for Kane and Son as well. I think Conte is gonna be able to get the best out of them. He gets the best out of almost every strike, pretty much every striker that he plays with. Um, this is a great segue had, to the last question I wanted to ask you. He, he had well, get, one sec, one sec. He gave he put together Edair um, and someone else with Juventus. He made D- Diego Costa world beater or continued to make Diego Costa world beater at Chelsea, and with obviously we saw last season with Inter Milan how how great Lukaku played for them. Dude, I think for Harry Kane and Hyung Min Hung, I think the Premier League needs to be. Very, very cautious with how they play against them. I'm just saying.
1: I mean, cock on ball is full in effect, bro. What I'm going to ask you this, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I think it's a good point you bring up about last year, what he just won and who he had it with. He had a star striker, cough, cough, Harry Kane, question mark, question mark. And he had a solid defense. You know what I'm saying? His had yeah. ER, He had whoever the fuck else. Like, We've got those pieces for him right here waiting. He just gotta put his Antonio Conte Salt all over it and get it all peppered up and seasoned. So my question for you does Harry Kane now play like he gives a shit about the damn game?
0: Yeah, I think he does. Me too. I think I we just so. saw I think we just saw that the players were fucking done with Nuno and they just knew that he was not it.
1: That's unfortunate, bro, that like I mean, I feel bad for Nuno in that sense. Yeah, like if I think about it that way, that these guys—he just, just like, man,
0: fuck he, this guy. He just didn't come into a very good situation. To be fair, the club was in shambles. He was obviously like the twenty-first choice. choice. Yeah, you know, it's it's tough. The players, you could definitely. I mean, dude, the players—they read what comes out. Like, you know, who did? They're not stop stupid for
1: him. I don't give a fuck about who did stop fighting for him. I don't want to talk about them fuckers. What I want to talk about is think about the people who showed him who showed up every week regardless of who's your manager hungman daddy lucas mora emerson royale i mean i guess you could argue he's new so he wants to prove something but like we had guys Reggae on that just jose Mourinho, ryan mason nuno esperanto esperito santo good thing i don't have to figure out how to say his name anymore yeah
0: antonio conte is not that hard to pronounce
1: it's fucking it's to the point, it's bold and it's thick and it's veiny and it's it's real girthy. And I love his name <laughs> to the point.
0: Speaking of uh speaking of Conte, what do you think his 11 is going gonna be in the conference league? Is that who you actually think is gonna go out there on Thursday?
1: I don't know. I'm I'm a little torn. I feel like he may go with a little bit of a weaker side, or he may go with a side that he's like, I want to see something out of
0: this group. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what's kind of it. Do. It's just kind of weird because he's in he's in a weird position because we just played on Sunday. But I don't know. I feel like he'll just play whoever he wants, um, whoever he, he thinks is is good enough to be in his first first 11. Um, and then, luckily, we get to see more of it on Sunday as well as we play Everton um, on the weekend. But low-key, man, kind of a big match this week mm-hmm. um, in the Conference League against Vitesse. Obviously, obviously, um we did lose the first the first matchup with them on the road in, in the Netherlands and um, we're currently in third place in the conference league group in group G behind Ren and Vitesse. Ren is currently on seven points two wins one draw um, Vites has six points with two wins and and a, a loss and then there's obviously us with four points so we're two points back from second and we're three points back from first place. So we do have a lot of work to do. It is by no means said and done in the conference league. I think what we're going to see on Thursday is a true first eleven because I do think that yeah, we need this is win. low, low-key, low-key a must-win. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I don't really want to say that about conference league games, but you have Conte now. You're expected to win this competition. Low key, must-win game this week. One thousand hundred percent. And it's at home. Agree. 100
1: percent agree. This is this is the that's stuff. the other
0: thing why I'm excited, bro, is that it's at home. It's I in front of the home crowd. Ha- There's going to be people online, going bro. there. It's
1: sold out. It's sold. Oh, out. it is
0: already. Okay, it, I, I was in. I, I was interested. It was almost.
1: It was almost. I was.
0: I was interested in that because obviously we know what the attendance is like for the conference league games. It's you know, it's it's a decent size, but it's it's not a sellout. I, I was I was going bro. to ask to see if it was going to be a sellout because it's going to be Conte's first game. It's his first game, bro. It's going to be yeah. sold
1: out. Come on, you Spurs. I hope they bring some chant for Conte. I can't wait, bro. I'm so
0: yeah. wet. I'm jacked up about it, man. I really, really am. And I'm very, very, like I said, I am I'm over the moon about there being a Tottenham game on Thursday because I am so excited to see what he throws out there for his first 11. Let's go. <sighs> I just want to see some fucking goals. I want to see some passion on that touchline. That we all uh, that we all miss. I want to see some passion, passion from my manager.
1: Passion. I want to see the passion,
0: man. Come on. As Conte says, I am a serial winner. <laughs> and he's going to get this man. I'm holding up the little, little Harry Kane figurine. He's going to get this man firing again, baby. This man right here.
1: I fucking hope. I really
0: Let's do. Let's fucking ride, baby. Let's ride.
1: Antonio Cante.
0: Antonio Cante top three manager in the world no debate Let's go. about it Let's go. no debate about it you got any other uh any final thoughts about content my friend this no. was such a good pod this was such a uh an upbeat happy happy mood pod uh mm. we needed one of these we needed we need one, one of, these. of these
1: and i'm so excited for for this week We'll obviously we got the stream coming up on uh friday
0: yes so on Moy's youtube channel or shout facebook out. page or periscope shout out, shout out. wherever you watch wherever you, you watch can your live see it on
1: Twitter too. Yep. You can watch it on Twitter. So yeah, man, I'm real excited to see what we're going to get out of this Thursday and we'll cover it on the stream. And then I'm also really excited to see a struggling Everton. Let's fucking put it on him. Antonio Cante is your first fucking game. Let's fucking go Antonio Cante.
0: Let's fucking do it, dude. But yeah, you guys we're we're absolutely jacked. I know a lot of Tottenham fans are as well. Give us your thoughts on what you think uh, this, this hire does for, our expectations for the season, how we're going to look moving forward, what January transfer targets we're going to aim for. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. We're going to get through all of that and more about that Vitesse match on Thursday. Um, Or that is on Thursday. We'll be talking about it on Friday, though, on the Tottenham away YouTube channel um, live stream. That is 1230 Mountain Standard Time two 230 Eastern. Eastern Time. And 7 30 UK time. 8
1: 30 this week because of daylight
0: savings. You're right. So okay. 8 30 UK. You're right. I think You're right. or six. They observe they observe daylight yeah, savings. Yeah, they, right? they
1: already did it. That's why all the Europa or the all the Champions League games are like an hour late.
0: Gotcha. For us. Okay. okay. So check your timing. Check the go, YouTube go, channel. It should go. already be up there. Um, as scheduled but yes come shoot the. we're shit. so excited yeah come shoot the shit with us we've had a lot of fun over the live streams over the past few weeks it's been really really fun but anyways mm-hmm. thank you guys for listening to another edition of the united spurs of america podcast as always your hosts. i'm michael he's jacob and if you're uh if you're loving the youtube channel or if you're loving the spotify um, uh, if you're loving us on twitter throw us a follow throw us a follow on spotify as well um we've been getting a lot of engagement on there so we're, uh, we're still chugging along This is the 29th episode of the pod We're already on episode number 29 So definitely um, we're chugging along And we're excited to see what the future holds as well um, and, if, and if you're interested in joining our Patreon Please uh, consider supporting us if Any any donation would be greatly appreciated And um, as always stay engaged on Twitter And we will see you Later on this weekend my friends yes, for, yes, my, yes. For, for Jacob I'm Michael Up the lads And Jacob Come on you Spurs Come on you Spurs.